0: Welcome back, everybody, to An Hour of Our Time. My name is Joe. I'm Dave. And I'm Mark. And this week we're going to be doing part one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. Today we're going to be covering the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Colossus of Rhodes, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia, and the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, a lot of speculative history about both their construction and destruction, And a lot of historical uh, context between different nations interacting. And a lot of artistry in history. Uh, You can find us on all of your favorite podcast hosting uh, sites. So that being iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, things like that. Find us on there. Rate and review. And please subscribe if you want to learn more about various different topics. On with the show. the show.
1: Comes up with this idea that they could communicate with Voyager over a greater distance.
2: Basically, he achieves a higher station, shall we say? But still, is like this like and people still him as this don't like him. impish little guy who like, can't do anything. He's just
0: in Starfleet for long enough that he gets a promotion.
2: Yeah. Well, but he does the thing. Like he's the re- one of the reasons. Like he's important. <laughs> but like nobody treats him that way, and he doesn't act that way. Which I guess those two things go together. <laughs> so. That's kind of funny. It's it's, I, I it's like fucking exhausting. Yeah, because I want that character to like get his due. I do like the episode <laughs> where he like merges with the computer,
0: it becomes big swing and dick. He he, he becomes a, a super, a super brain being or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. there's a, an episode of Voyager that I just watched where he he's working on the Voyager communication thing, and he makes a uh, holodeck simulation of voyager and all the crew Mm -hmm. and he just goes and hangs out in there but everyone's like hey reg will you teach me how to play tennis or whatever later and they're like hey yeah when i got time later i'll come back he's a real cool guy (laughs) yeah real cool guy (laughs) but i like that like
2: when when somebody merges with a super intelligent computer they should have less interest in human contact but it makes him try harder to lay pipe but he's like more somehow more successful (laughs) But it should just make him... For a
0: little while. Well, began, yeah. And then eventually he's just sitting in a chair like the Riddler at the end of Batman forever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think he does Speaking that... Speaking telepathy the whole time. That
1: old uh, <laughs> big brain cliche where someone's playing chess. And he sidles up and is like, Hey, yeah, you should make this move.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brad. <clears throat> he was uh, devoid of... Uh, well, rather, the finale was devoid of Barkley, which is not surprising.
2: Yeah, he's not in a lot of the episodes in the last season. Like he's either. This thing about Barkley—he's not like some other character, like Wesley Crusher, right? Is a character that is in a bunch of episodes, even if he's not an important part of the episode. Mm-hmm. He's just in the background. Yeah, Reg is but Barkley only on is their... only in it if he is fundamental to it, or he's not <laughs> fucking in it at all. <laughs> which, like, I That's guess like, I could appreciate. Uh,
0: Chief's wife, uh, Kamiko. Kamiko, yes. only shows up if there's this express purpose for her to be there i love the episode where is it keiko keiko yeah. oh, i okay.
2: love the episode where they get um they're like the spirits of the uh like those aliens that overtake them and try to convince captain picard that they are spirits of a downed crew
1: oh yeah or the one when they turn into children
2: that one i don't like it bothers me
0: but I no let's a... see him now 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 it's it's um they, Troy, don't they thwart the enemies just by we're going to go be super annoying kids yes
2: yes. we're going to be insufferable <laughs> <laughs> it really works they go and they fart up a room <laughs> it's great <laughs> so did anybody else notice that when you learn about um, ancient wonders that no two accounts are the same yeah. So you think you have a clear story to tell, and then you keep adding shit to it, and now it's like, all right, I'm just going to say everything vaguely, because how could we possibly know accurate information about something that happened 2,300 years ago?
1: Yeah. It's I uh, <clears throat> looked into the statue of Zeus at Olympia, and... Um, uh, actually,
2: the statue of Zeus, I think, was built by the teacher of the guy who built the Colossus of Rhodes. We should confirm that, because I think well, that that's true. Okay, Which I was trying to find out... kind of out, tells us how, in order to do this. I was specific? trying to find out what yeah.
1: happened to the statue, and I wrote, The statue um, stood in Constantinople until it was destroyed by either an earthquake, a tsunami, or a fire in either the 5th or 6th century.
0: And the brakes failed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, wait a second. So the guy
2: who built this...
0: So who built the statue? Uh, so Phidias. So, so to, to contextualize all this... This week we are beginning. If you didn't read the description, doing part one of ancient wonders of the ancient world, which we are going to split into two parts to make sure we give everything its due diligence. Um, so we are the ancient kind wonders of figuring are out.
1: the lesser known wonders. There and, are,
2: and truth. I suppose what makes them the ancient wonders. In some cases they're older, but like the Great Pyramid, actually Giza I, I is, looked into this. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I tried to figure out like what defines an ancient wonder of the ancient world or uh, a sev- uh, one of the seven wonders of the ancient world. So I said, who decided that it was this? They've been around for a long time. M- many of them have been gone for thousands, uh, not thousands, like they early all, none a thousand of them exist years.
2: anymore, right? Like, that's one thing. They, none of the ancient but, wonders exist
0: except for the pyramids, the pyramid. Of but the, are those ancient
2: or Are those modern?
1: They, I th- believe they are both. Oh, Let's verify that. Interesting. There are are modern wonders as well, but some of them are
0: also very old.
2: I'm assuming that there was just some grand tourism bureau that came up with this.
0: Yeah, it's called Greece. Mm -hmm. According to ancient.eu, it's the authority on ancient stuff, the Pyramid of Giza is a defining symbol of Egypt and the last of the ancient seven wonders of the world.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm getting to.
0: Okay, so, so that's an the
2: only wonder. one that still exists.
0: Let, let's do a rundown of, of the ancient well, wonders. It, just, if it, uh, just to finish what I was going to say, just, like, who decided this? Mm-hmm. Basically, what I came up with was the Greeks. Pretty much the Greeks. And and I found on uh, how stuff works, like, they called them Theomata, which is things to be seen, which is according to the Smithsonian. It might have been uh, Callimachus of Cyrene could have been Herodotus. Um, Philo of Byzantium could have been any of these guys. As Dave said, we don't really know, but this is just, it's been passed on for so long that we just, Oh, the ancient ones of the world is just like common knowledge. Right.
1: I didn't really realize that some of these monuments attracted people. Oh yeah. Like from, from, wide ranges to come and see them because yeah. they were that the colossus of Rhodes. To see it,
2: it attracted people for almost a thousand years after it it collapsed the mm-hmm. pieces they i explain why but i thought that was really crazy too yeah
0: so so, so mark you so said you're gonna these, run them down
1: these other writers kind of wrote like well these are some bucket list things you sh- should go see <laughs> And yes. it turned into the seven wonders of the ancient Ancient
0: world. Grecian bucket list.
2: Bucketus Maximus.
0: Why don't you tell us what they are, and then we'll, list. we'll, we'll dive into it. Oh, I, thought, I thought you had a list of them. I, I, I was going to let you roll with that.
2: This is your mummified list, if you really
0: want to go through these. Um, so the seven wonders of...
2: Oh, I have them here, <laughs> if you want them.
0: Vamp, 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 while Joe tries to type... So the
2: the ones I think we're going to talk about today, the Colossus of Rhodes. Uh, Mark, you're covering the... Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Yep. And Joe, you're covering... The Mausoleum at Halicarnassus. Cool. Got the Lighthouse at Alexandria, which is in Egypt as well. Mm -hmm. The Great Pyramid of Giza. The Temple of Artemis at Ephesus. Mm -hmm. Statue of Zeus at Olympia which I think we I might, we might cover today. Yeah, so
0: there there, there are your seven wonders of the ancient world. So let's compare timeline of the things that we have today. I know my thing was built between 353 and 350 BCE. Um, mine was built in 280
2: BCE, but its story kind of starts around 305 BCE.
1: The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, um, there's a lot of disputed information about this one but they think that it's probably around 575.
2: Why don't you start? Okay. Yeah. I'll go last. So I'm
1: going to talk about the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. It
0: gets larger the further back in time we
1: go. I have heard this. Term? Didn't really understand what it was. Me neither. The the Hanging Gardens of Babylon are uh, a series of semi-mythical gardens, supposedly in the city of Babylon— which is 50 miles south of present-day Baghdad in Iraq. So, uh,
2: wait a second. Semi-mythical.
1: Let me finish. Okay. I'll tell you why I phrased it that way. Um, <clears throat> Babylon is also the capital of the Neo-Babylonian Empire, founded by uh, King Nablo Polisar in the late 7th century BC. Okay. Um, the Hanging Gardens are the only ancient wonder to be disputed by historians. Okay.
2: Interesting. As in terms of its ex- actual existence. Yes.
0: Oh, okay. Cause uh, a lot of things are debated, but you're talking about like whether it was even there or not, whether it was even there. So, okay, wow.
1: Uh, I'll shed some light on this. The first mention of the gardens in known texts are from around 290 BC, uh, by the scholar Barassus of Kos, who was a Babylonian scholar writing in Greece. So he, he went and lived in Greece. Um, Barassus wrote a lot about Babylonian history, was often quoted in other historical sources, and many of his facts and conclusions about Babylonian history have been corroborated by archaeologists. But there have not been any archaeological discoveries or substantiated records to prove that the gardens actually existed. Okay. Um, The hanging gardens themselves have been described by Barassas in as an opulent paradise on earth with exotic trees and flowers growing on terraced levels mimicking natural mountains. So it was a huge, complex... I imagine it is kind of like a a pyramid-shaped thing with terraces, with all of this vegetation hanging off of it. The design element of having hanging vegetation uh, was part of the irrigation system. Trickle
0: down, trickle down. sort of like a like a vineyard, how everything is. Well, no, not at all. Uh, uh, From the (laughs) vineyard flat, right? You know how things are long.
1: (laughs) From the descriptions that I ran across, they're kind of spotty, but it seems like they had like a an aqueduct type channel or something that provided a flow for water, but also the
0: vegetation grew out of it. So it wouldn't start away uneasy.
1: Babylon <coughs> <laughs> Who
0: made that song? Uh David Gray. Oh. Wait, this is the joke
2: I make every week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally every week. Every time we go we take a deep deep dive into history. I'm like, well, back to the Babylonians. No, I'm thinking it's the listener doesn't realize this, but almost
2: every time Joe and I have a rehearsal. He'll be warming up, and I'll say, play Babylon. And it's just this ridiculously ornate drum beat on a simple song. <laughs> yeah.
1: Look up David Gray, guys. <laughs> it was said that the King Nebuchadnezzar II.
0: I know that because of the Matrix.
1: Well, that's the name of the ship. The, uh, the spelling that I ran across on ancient.eu has a D in the middle of it. So I don't know how to say this word.
2: Wait, where's the D?
1: N-E-B-U-C-H-A-D. Let's call him Chad for short. Oh, he'll show you where the D is. N-E-Z-Z-A-R. One thing I know about Morpheus. Nebuchadnezzar, that's what I'm going to call him.
2: Nebuchadnezzar?
1: (laughs) Uh, He he built these gardens probably somewhere between 580 and 560 uh, for his wife, Amethyst, who was homesick for her lush homeland of meaty. She wasn't from Babylon. Where is that? I don't know. South Arby's. (laughs) Although there is no mention of amethyst in Babylonian records. So this might be a mythological element as well. So she might not have existed. She might not have existed. Um, Nebuchadnezzar II's reign coincided with the height of Babylon's wealth and power. Uh, He captured Jerusalem in 597 B.C., and later built the Ishtar Gate, an extensive brick double wall that surrounds the city of Babylon. Um, that was built probably around 575. It's like a protective measure? Yeah, but it, it, at the time was a pretty impressive construction sure. thing. Yeah. Um, Herodotus wrote about Babylon's um, irrigation systems as well as other aspects of Babylonian history during the 5th century B.C., but doesn't mention the Hanging Gardens. Um, as a counterpoint to this, though, um, the Sphinx is absent from Herodotus's description of Giza, but we know that it was there from before the time of Herodotus. So, it so could he, be he that, definitely
2: omitted things that we know are important.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know.
2: So it, it, it doesn't necessarily suggest any one thing or the other.
1: Yeah. Uh, in the first century BC, the Greek geographer Strabo described the gardens as well. Um, he, he described it as being on the Euphrates River and as having some sort of screw system to raise water up to facilitate irrigation.
2: Sounds like an aqueduct.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> Diodorus Skoulis, uh, another historian um, also in the first century wrote about sloping terraces built on pillars to describe these gardens. Okay, um, I'm
2: trying to like form a picture in my head, but it's difficult yeah. uh,
1: We know from historical sources that gardens for purposes other than food production go back to the Fertile Crescent uh, where uh, agriculture itself originated. Uh, gardens were desirable. Uh, As a source of pleasure, but also as a symbol of wealth. Most gardens were owned by people who could afford to have all this kind of exotic, cool stuff to to look at.
2: And we know of a lot of ancient cultures that used flowers as decorative or celebratory
0: (coughs) elements.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and
0: just opulence.
1: Right. Pleasure gardens were widespread in Hellenistic times. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: And it's thought that this concept spread from the area of Mesopotamia. Okay. Um, there's even a fresco uh, from Pompeii that creates the illusion of a garden indoors. Oh. I imagine it is like an Olive Garden <laughs> restaurant where they paint the little... The ancient like, breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> Tuscan villa on the wall. So it's you're looking out the window. You know, Olive Garden gets a bad rap, but... Did you get your, your lifetime pasta card? The fuck you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Olive Garden recently had a thing where you can go, and I don't know how much it is. You can pay, and they give you a card that you can go and get unlimited pasta and salad and breadsticks whenever you want for the rest of your life. I thought you were just insulting me. Nope. Not going to want that. <laughs> well, there's a thing I like there. The you break shit your pants for the rest of your life. <laughs>
2: There's the braised beef and tortelloni. Oh, that was good. But they don't have it anymore. What? I went a couple weeks ago. Every so often, I need that Olive Garden fix. It's
1: like twice a year it happens. I went to Olive Garden with my parents in Youngstown one time, and I ordered some sort of braised steak dish. It might be the thing you're talking about. It has gorgonzola cheese on it, stuffed in the. In the, in the well, they had some on top, and the waitress goes, This has gorgonzola on it. It's kind of a, a strong flavor. Are you sure you want this? Oh, you mean the rare gorgonzola? <laughs> like you, had, you weren't
0: aware of what cheese was? It comes from the exotic gorgonzola plant. Huh.
2: Now this one's a little bit crazy. The sauce has vodka in it's it. It's cheddar. It's cheddar. It's still tangy. It's what we call cheddar. Get the fuck out of here.
0: It's cheddar.
2: But I, I, do, I do like... Uh, they have a whole new line of margaritas that they tried to sell me on. Listen, olive garden. I don't need this. Don't take away the thing I like and give me something I get at another place that's better. You should know this. That's Do their they whole have
0: a fun model. And twist? <laughs> yeah. Their whole thing it's is a little you can get this better it. somewhere else, but you're already here.
2: <laughs> it's a regular margarita with a little bit of red sauce in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's got a gold chain sitting on top. I dated somebody who her idea of a fancy night out was going to the Olive Garden. And she's like, can you call and make a reservation? And I called, and I was like, do you guys take reservations? And they're like, well, like you can call and say you're coming, and we'll like try to keep a table or what, or something. So,
3: n-
2: so,
0: yes, but it's really not necessary. <laughs> <clears throat> like, you know this is Olive Garden, right? Mm-hmm. Not that many people are coming on a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I give Olive Garden a hard time. Beth likes it, but it sounds pretty good right now. I,
2: I give it a hard time, but, like, there are times when I go and I'm pretty pleased with the experience for the last couple of months. You're, you're home.
1: Yeah. I, I get, perfected. Get at us, Olive Garden. <laughs> I have perfected my meatball recipe. You say this. They are so good. Can we, can we, can we I'll do this? I'll make you some meatballs, but Why the I next, don't... the next thing I want to conquer is a lasagna. Well, I know who my grandma I... used to make lasagna. I got somebody you could talk to about this. Who?
0: My mom. Oh, okay. That's really insensitive. She's probably
1: good at, Making a lasagna. There's, that's
0: really insensitive. There's a there's two cats in your home.
2: They hate Mondays.
0: <laughs> oh, sorry. They love lasagna. They love lasagna. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. It, they, it, well. They hate normal. That's why <laughs> Rustin woke me up at 5 a.m. throwing up. It's
2: Monday. Monday, and he ate lasagna. Wow. Well, let's do this meatball thing. Okay. I, w- okay. I would like to have... We have a, a meatball festival. Where we both make meatballs. Yeah. Perfect.
0: I thought that was just for like... Certain staff members. Meatball (laughs) cook-off.
2: Meatball meatball festival.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, anyways. Anyway. Rolling into work one morning. Hanging gardens of Babylon. Um, It may be that the fabled gardens were actually in the Assyrian city of Nineveh, and that the whole tide of Babylon was a whole mix-em-up. Meaning Um, that people
2: attributed the gardens to Babylon because of its stature?
1: Yeah. Um, There's a stone carving, uh, which was originally part of the entryway to um, an Assyrian palace built around 650 that uh, illustrates an elaborate garden on the face of it. Okay. Um, There is further evidence of gardens at Nineveh, and the area was sometimes called Old Babylon, but there could have been gardens in Babylon, too, but we really don't know kind of sure where this ends um there's no mention of the hanging gardens in babylonian records from the time but considering the babylonians were pretty meticulous record keepers the omission of the gardens is pretty damning evidence that they were probably a misrepresentation or exaggeration through the course of history
2: Hmm. very interesting yeah
0: i suppose mine is next in the timeline It is. Um, We're going to take a trip from Babylon over to modern-day Turkey. Okay. Uh, In fact, modern-day Bodrum, Turkey is uh, specifically where it is. Um, What was at the time uh, called Caria, part of Caria anyway, and a man named Masalus. Masalus, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. But he reigned over the Persian Empire, From 377 to 353 BCE, died in 353, and that'll be important in a moment. So he was the ruler of Caria. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Ruler of Caria under the Persian Empire, important in the Persian Empire. He was not, you know, the emperor. Sure. Um, So he adopted his um, his position. I suppose he was prince to uh, Hecatomnus. He's the son of Hecatomnus, and he was married to Artemisia. 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 I don't know. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. Sure, it's like Artemis, but Artemisia. Now, keep in mind, this is the influence of the Roman Empire using Greek culture. This is the Persian Empire, but you can see the similarities in names mm-hmm. in the the linguistic similarities. Um, interesting thing about Hecatomnus, now. As I mentioned, uh, Mausolus was married to Artemisia. Hecatomnus also fathered Artemisia. That's Medud's sister. And in the Persian Empire, this was common practice to marry your sister. Now, they're not twins like on Game of Thrones. Bro and Sis. Bro and Sis.
2: Bro and yeah. Sis building an ancient thing. It's like.
0: <laughs> it's a seven minute video. Big bro hammers a. Marble column.
2: My friends are coming over. My friends are coming over, bro. You gotta leave. Not gonna happen. What's it gonna take? I'm gonna build this thing. Build me a mausoleum. Build it. <laughs> That's how it goes.
0: <laughs> um, the other interesting thing I found was that Hecatomnus was the father to Ada, who was the adoptive mother of Alexander the Great. And he, in 343, ten years after the death of Mausolus, took... Uh, um, the mausoleum of Halicarnus. So 10 years after Mausolus's death, Alexander the Great came and took Halicarnus or Halicarnassus. So like just weird small world of ancient history, I guess. So in Mausolus... kind of was
2: a small world then. That's true. Based on the people we're talking about. I think that's Their whole, world was very small. That was the whole
0: point of Alexander the Great, right?
2: Right, yeah. <laughs> he conquered a lot of stuff but little did he know it was in a very small area.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he was married to Artemisia, and he was, uh, I guess you'd call a Greekophile. He really loved Greek stuff, Greek culture. And yeah. from what I, what I understand, for a while, at least the Persian and the Greek or, and the Roman empires were, were not entirely, uh, I don't know. They weren't always in an altercation. I think they coexisted. So they shared culture, given the names and things like this. Um, so he dies in 353 BCE, and his sister-wife um, yeah. begins construction on a tomb for him. Now it's believed, and with everything, this is thousands, you know, two, two, uh, what uh, on years ago, a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it's believed that they started planning it while he was still alive because he loved all the Greek stuff, he probably was really into planning this whole thing for himself.
2: So he probably didn't die suddenly.
0: I would doubt it, yeah. Now, his death, I, I couldn't find anything about. Um, so they probably commissioned it before of his death. Before his death. Um, and once he died, Artemisia started the, the building process. She died two years into the building. So there's still a year left of construction after she, she died.
2: So wait a second. They got this rotting corpse.
0: He uh, Ashes. It's cremated. Got it. Okay. They were both cremated. They were buried in the tomb while construction was still taking place.
2: Sure. So they built the tomb around them. Correct.
0: <laughs> because there was a relief uh, in the ground, sort of like a burial mound, mm-hmm. or like a pyramid. Um, they built over it with marble, and then they continued up. And the whole thing was only about 100, 140 feet tall. Okay. It was not called a a wonder of the world because of its size, it's because of the ornate detail that went into its construction. Sure. Um from there's a there's a a website about Badrum and the history of it, Badrum, Turkey, where this was uh, in three hundred and fifty BC Um I'm just gonna read to you what it said. Um so this is the description and technical data. Uh, According to the the description of the Roman author Pliny the Elder, the monument was almost square with a total periphery of 411 feet. It was bounded by 36 columns. And if you look up a picture of it, there's a pretty clear... There's a lot of recreations of it, but there's a lot of commonalities between different descriptions and different uh, visual representations. Uh, 36 columns, the top formed a 24-step pyramid surmounted by a four-horse marble chariot. Now, in the chariot are marble carvings of Mausilus and Artemisia riding their chariot throughout, you know, eternity. Um, the structure was rectangular. A lot of people thought it was square. It turns out it was probably rectangular. Um, stepped podium, which sides were decorated with statues. Now, there's a bunch of statues representing Greek... Mythology. Sure. Again, the whole Greek influence on Mausolus.
2: I am looking at some some models of it as you say this. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: white alabaster decorated with gold, um, Ionic columns. Uh, the colonnade supported a pyramid roof, which was in turn decorated with statues. As I mentioned, the the, the chariot is on the very top. Uh, the total height was about 140 feet. This is broken down into 20 meters slash 60 feet for the stepped podium, 12 meters slash 38 feet for the colonnade, and 7 meters, 22 feet for the pyramid. So it was essentially like three things built on top of each other, which made it more visually impressive because it looked like three different structures that were all kind of shoved together. Right. The marble base contained a room in which both Mausolus and his wife Artemisia were to be entombed. The mausoleum had a perimeter of 411 feet. So not that big of a thing. Uh, But as I mentioned, it was put on the list because of its beauty, not for its size. It is supposed that it was destroyed by earthquakes between the 12th and 15th centuries. And this is based on accounts of the Knights of Jerusalem in the 15th century. They got there to... um, You mean during the Crusades? I believe so. What was it? By then, it was Bodrum, Turkey in the 15th century. They arrived there and they found all these ruins and so they basically wrote about it. So they found all the marble. They used a lot of pieces of marble to fortify their castle that they were building there and they also took a lot of the statues Uh, and then they just sort of decorated with them. Sure. So they raided it. Essentially, yeah. Um, So it's been gone as you mentioned a lot of these have been gone for a very long time. This is no exception. Um, The interesting thing you might notice Moselus it's a mausoleum, all above-ground tombs are now called mausoleums because of how historically significant this particular structure was.
1: That's interesting. Do you know what religion these people were? Oh. Like, they have this uh, Greek fascination, but were in Turkey as part of the Persians.
0: Yeah, well, I can say that one thing I forgot to mention is that either when he was still alive or after he died they sent out for the best sculpt- sculptors they could find Fine. <laughs> they sent out for the best sculptors they could find they had egyptian greek and lycian which is modern day turkey um so it may be non-specific okay. um i would assume unitarian more of a like
2: unitarian a
0: universalist yeah, they're humanists. Yeah. I mean, if they're cremating, then they probably don't do the Egyptian thing.
3: Well,
2: this part of the world, well, they're cremating, so they're not Zoroastrian. Also, at this time, wh- where do you pro? How do you procure that much marble?
0: Oh, I should mention that when he moved there, he moved the capital from another city to Halicarnassus. Heavily taxed the citizens not only to pay for the mausoleum but for just like ornate uh decoration and also fortification there was a waterway that ran down he barricaded that for a strategic advantage mm-hmm. it's a very strong capital for that part of the persian empire um so he was basically just taxing the citizens to the point that he could pay for all this so probably just imported it if he had to right I mean, that's a Greek thing, too. I mean, you might have just gotten it from Greece mm-hmm. or just the Roman Empire. I might have to follow up with you because I'm having trouble finding anything about the religion of Halicarnassus, but that's a fair question. Um, one other interesting thing that I found was, obviously, Art- Artemisia died a year before it was finished, and they had all of these very famous sculptors for their time. I mean, like, as famous as you could be in that, that time where information moved a lot more slowly... She died, and they were like, well, we have, I don't know if they knew it was another year to finish it, but they knew that it wasn't done. They had a lot of work to go. They went ahead and just finished for the sake of art. They had put so much time into it, and they knew that it was going to be such a significant piece of history that all these guys just stayed in Halicarnassus and finished the work before they went home. So presumably, they weren't even being paid anymore. And you said it was destroyed by earthquakes. That, in, that's the presumption, yes. When was that? Between the 12th and 15th century uh, AD. So it lasted about
2: 1,500 years.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it was built really well. Yeah. Um, it's not surprising that it would last that long.
2: Okay. Well, I bring that up because the Colossus of Rhodes that I focused on lasted only about 50 or 60 years and fell the same fate in some ways. Um, so the Colossus of Rhodes is or was a statue of the greek sun god helios built in the city of rhodes on the island of rhodes off the coast of greece it took around 12 years to build but was finished sometime around 280 bce um it was designed and kind of oversaw by chairs of lindos Looking at his name, C-H-A-R-E-S, I looked up pronunciations. Most common I could find was Chairs. Chairs of Lindos. Lindos being another city on the island of Rhodes. Um, The statue itself was made of bronze. Uh, It likely had internal struts of iron and stones that acted as a foundation. And uh, Chairs uh, himself was a, a known sculptor was taught by a very famous sculptor um but it is suggested by a lot of records that he did not live to see the end of this statue being built and many of those um references suggest that he he killed himself before its end and I've, i've read two possible scenarios under which that occurred one was that near its completion somebody pointed out a flaw and he freaked out and killed himself the other was that uh this was a story that i read that he was asked to build a statue that was 50 feet high. And they said, how much is this going to cost? He gave them a quote. And they said, what if we double the size? And he went, it'll be double the cost. And they said, great, go ahead and build it. But he didn't realize that doubling the size would mean an eightfold increase in material, which I don't really totally get
0: that. But that is what he found. And on discovering this, he killed himself. I think that this is similar to the reason that you can't have really big insects. Big insects? Yeah. um, So, follow me for a second. So, there are movies where there's, like, giant ants and giant cockroaches and stuff. And scientists say that's impossible because of the way that arthropods work. Okay. And you think, like, well, their legs get bigger. Like, they can't support their weight. You think that their legs would just get bigger uh, proportionately, but it doesn't work that way because of something about the way the density it's the the material that it's made of the density of the material is such that even if it gets really big it doesn't have the structural integrity to hold the body
2: it's funny you mentioned this because it's going to come into play
0: i think it is similar Mm -hmm. like with marble if the dimensions double it's not just double the material you have to account for like cubic space
2: yeah and although marble wasn't used for this i suppose that still makes sense
0: Whatever the material happens to be, yeah.
2: yeah. So it's funny you mention that, to that's going to that's gonna play a factor. Okay. Um, the statue itself was approximately 100 to 110 feet high, so roughly the size of the Statue of Liberty. Oh, shit. And there is a lot of suggestion that the, the person who designed the Statue of Liberty took influence from the concept of the Colossus of Rhodes. Okay, that makes sense. Although it's, it's
1: made in kind of a similar way, right? A metal structure covered? scaffold Using scaffolding to build a metal structure that is then
2: plated in, in okay. copper in the case of the Statue of Liberty. Bronze in this case. Um, but if you think about the Statue of Liberty, right? The Statue of Liberty has a base that is solid, right? It's not like standing legs apart. The way that the Colossus of Rhodes was described is standing legs apart. Now, This brings up one of the things that historians argue about, which is the location of the statue. Some claim that it was at the harbor and straddled the harbor. So the harbor had things that, like, built that came together, and the idea was that the statue's legs kind of straddled the harbor, so you sailed in underneath its legs.
0: There was a thing like this on Game of Thrones, wasn't there? Exactly like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and if you look at a lot of artist depictions, there is some suggestion of that. There are some that believe it was at the high city center, and that was because there was already a sanctuary to Helios at the high city center. So you'd build a statue of Helios for the same reason um debated um but either way oh before i get to its destruction i should mention why it was built so um in 305 bce demetrius the first who was the son of the king of cyprus and later became the king of macedonia attempted to conquer the island of rhodes he failed and so the people of rhodes constructed this statue to commemorate their victory Okay. But it was not to last. Uh, roughly 50 to 60 years later, um, around 226 BCE, it was toppled by a supposed earthquake. They think an earthquake toppled it, and it broke at its knees and fell in large pieces. And those pieces became attractions just like this did for the next 800 years. People would come from all over to see these pieces that lay in the harbor or wherever they ended up laying until around 654 B- uh, 654 AD when Arabian forces raided Rhodes and uh, some say sold the bronze pieces for scraps, although some historians believe that the people of Rhodes likely melted down that bronze over time to make coins and things like that. Mm. But there are legends that say that the Arabians scrapped all the bronze and then it took 900 horses or 900 camels to carry it all back for how big it was. Um, The base of the statue
0: had the following inscription. Talk about Olive Garden getting a bad rap. How about the Arabians? That whole beginning of Aladdin. They're all getting a bad rap, man. They had knocked this thing down. Arabian nights.
2: Here's the inscription that supposedly was at the base of the statue to you, Helios, yes, to you, the people of Dorian Rhodes raised this colossus high up to the heaven after they had calmed the bronze, bronze wave of war and crowned their country with spoils won from the enemy. Not only over the sea, but also on land, they set up the bright light on, uh, of unfettered freedom. Hence the... Get the similarity to the Statue of Liberty. Thing. Yeah, um, the whole thing here about the crown their country with spoils won from the enemy. There's also legend that they they got the bronze from all the weapons that Demetrius the first army left behind. Mm-hmm. Although if that's true, it's probably more likely that they um, sold those weapons to pay for this. But so they carried bronze weapons. That's what I was trying to find. That shit would be heavy. That's why Is a lot of hell? historians believe that if they had weapons had anything to do with it, it was likely that they sold the weapons to pay to build the statue, yeah. not actually melted down the metal to Jesus build the statue. Christ. That's why they lost. Yeah, because they yeah carrying bronze weapons. Um, last interesting thing I'll mention about this. Um, there have been a couple attempts recently to rebuild the statue. In 2008, The Guardian reported that a modern colossus was to be built at the harbor entrance uh, of, of Rhodes by a German artist uh, who was leading a team. Um, it was it was going to be a, a, a sculpture made out of melted down weapons from around the world and cost hundreds of millions of dollars to build. And as you can imagine, that didn't happen. And then again, in 2015, a group of European architects announced plans to build a modern colossus that was going to sh- kind of straddle the harbor like the, the assumption is that this was. Um, it was going to stand almost 500 feet tall, much higher than this. Um, and they were attempting to find private donors and crowdsourcing to pay for the almost $300 million statue. Um, it would include a cultural center. A library, an exhibition hall, and a lighthouse, all powered by solar panels. Uh, But as of 2008, no such plans have been carried out, and the website for the project is now offline. In
0: 2018?
2: Sorry, in 2018. Well, I guess you say as of now, the project's website is offline, and uh, it has not come to pass.
0: I understand why you wouldn't. Because there is historical evidence why what I'm about to say won't work but mm-hmm. I'm only going to be impressed by this if they build it using ancient tools. Mm-hmm. An ancient process. It do- yeah, it doesn't seem that impressive if you have... Mo- like, you would design it in CAD
3: <laughs>
0: and then just, like... Build
2: m- it and then ship the pieces and
0: yeah. assemble it. Yeah, you could, you could outsource production, import the parts, assemble them. I understand it would be difficult, but not the same kind of difficult. Yeah. That's why it's so fucking impressive. That's right. why the pyramids are so impressive, built by people, not aliens. That's why the mausoleum is impressive because they did it with ancient technology. They didn't have electricity.
2: That's why we're more likely to talk about this stuff than the Empire State State Building. Exactly. A- amazing feat, but Yeah, but by not modern, in the same, like, modern
0: technology <laughs> makes things easier, which it's supposed to. I'm not saying like it's not impressive and it's well, just stop. But like this big metal statue yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like Looking at it is great, but it's not such a feat of engineering. Right.
2: And to that point, you might wonder why the people of Rhodes let this, these pieces sit for 800 years and didn't try to rebuild the statue. Well, they believed that they had angered the god Helios.
0: Because they, they truly, like, they believed in Helios. They built it as a tribute to a absolutely, literal god.
2: Absolutely. And there was a king of Egypt at the time that offered to pay for it to be rebuilt. On hearing that it was destroyed. Um, and they nope, we're not even going to move it. We're just going to let the pieces lay there. And that's wow. why eight hundred years.
0: <clears throat> okay. Pretty amazing.
2: But yeah, over that whole time, it was just as much of an attraction to see this as it was when it was standing. How tall is this? hundred, roughly a hundred feet. Okay. Which is pretty big for a statue. I mean, again, about the size of the modern, you know. Yeah. For a bronze statue, yeah. Is it hollow on the inside? It must be. They right? don't know for sure, but no, they think that it had a, had a, an iron scaffolding. With, oh, okay. So, it was, so the assumption is that it was iron scaffolding supported by stones with bronze sheets that were laid over it. Oh, okay.
1: If this was at the mouth of a harbor, do you know if it had like a, a light feature in it?
2: Yeah, or a something? lot of the depictions of it is it like basically holding uh, like a torch or holding oh, okay. up something. And it really oh. does. You can, If you look at artist depictions of it, you can see how you might get the idea of the uh, statue of liberty it's from not hanging, studying this not
0: hanging glowing dong uh, like i did an find anglerfish?
2: I, I was looking up artist renderings and one artist rendering was like an upskirt shot <laughs> and i was like okay so if somebody made a 3d rendering of this and then saved this image we're like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: this thing <laughs> did i tell you when i about when i saw from lord of the rings the two statues that are on either side of that that river mm-hmm. that are facing each other with their their hands out mm they're only like 12 inches tall oh really yeah i saw the actual ones (laughs) are they really ornate they they were up on a shelf
2: oh okay (laughs) they're 12 inches tall yeah i mean i i guess it's all about perspective but you can imagine what it would have been like to go into this harbor seeing this but if you look at the depictions of it if it did straddle the harbor that way or however it was built No matter how you see the depictions, whether it's on a harbor or not, it's always standing, like, legs apart. And it looks like something that would not be able to withstand an earthquake. A lot of the city was destroyed at this earthquake. Um, But, yeah. There was also, like, some legend I read that, like, it fell and destroyed a bunch of houses. But they never were able to find ruins to suggest that. But if they could, it would suggest that it wasn't on a harbor.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Okay.
2: So, yeah. I mean, cool. that's
0: definitely, if you're going to build it, that's definitely the place to build it. That's pretty cool.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, the the illustrations are badass.
0: Like, if you were coming to try to sack the city and you saw that, you might think twice. Like, oh, this shit. Oh, yeah. This shit's serious. Yeah, from the accounts I read, it's kind of amazing that they were able
2: to hold off that siege. So, they were pretty, like, they are pretty pumped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you want to do another one or save this?
0: Sure. We can do one more. We probably want to spend more time on the Pyramid of Giza anyway because there's going to be a lot more information
1: about it. That's true. Yeah. So I also looked into the statue of Zeus at Olympia. This is another large statue. What's your uh, what's your chronology for this guy? A little bit before this one, right? 430 BC.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So the huge statue of Zeus was created around 430 BC under the direction of the Greek sculptor Phidias. Um, He also supervised the construction of the Parthenon and uh, the huge statue of Athena. He was friends with uh, Ammonimachus. Marshallus Mathers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, The statue is uh, made out of gold. In ivory and became a monument for worshippers all around the Mediterranean.
2: Well, you just, so this is a, a made of a much more difficult material to uh, acquire.
1: Yes. It's a, the way that they described it, it's a, uh, a wooden core covered in sheets of gold and ivory.
2: Where are the Greeks getting ivory?
1: Persia, I guess, or Egypt, Carthage. Okay. Well, that's kind of more of a later Roman.
2: Yeah, but it's interesting because like you, you had to outsource that material. You had to basically you or, had to go very Africa. specific. well, I was saying? Egypt, maybe. Like you had to get very specific places for people to even like acquire this. It's just very interesting.
0: The statue. I, mean, I'm, I know. I mean, in general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that but sound I mean, very stupid. But it's it's a hard thing to
2: get, right? Because you're not just like mining for it, especially in large amounts. Right. You have to kill a large animal with ancient technique. You have to kill lots of large animals. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The statue of Zeus was built in the city of Olympia in the western part of Greece at the site of a new temple that they were building to coincide with the statue. Uh, Olympia was also the home of the ancient Olympic Games in which representatives from various Greek cities would compete. Uh, construction of the temple and a giant statue took several years and involved hundreds of craftsmen. Uh, the temple, which housed the statue of Zeus, was Zeus's symbolic home, according to their mythology, and it was so des-
2: that was supposed to be Mount Olympus.
1: Symbolically, yeah. Got it. Um, the 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 temple portion of it that housed the statue was designed by uh, Libon of Elis. And featured massive columns and sculpted chariot races and battle scenes around the top, inside and outside of the temple. Um, The statue of Zeus, though, was more important than the temple itself. Sure. Um, The statue is of Zeus sitting on a throne. It measured about 40 feet tall and was made of golden ivory over a wooden core structure. The face, torso, arms, and legs, its skin portions were covered in ivory, while his beard, robes, accessories, like he's holding a staff and stuff, uh, are covered in gold.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at some images. Looks like that people have built, they have built some small versions of this. There's a replica of, of
1: this in the hermitage in Russia. Oh. I think it's pretty scaled down, though. It's
2: pretty cool looking, though.
1: Oh, wow. Um, There were other details um, made out of silver, copper, and glass, ebony, enamel, paint, and jewels, little detail pieces. Uh, The throne is uh, emblazoned with scenes of gods and associated mythological stories. Um, The whole the statue and the throne... Was then placed on a huge slab of black marble, uh, and it was inscribed with the phrase "Phidias, son of Charmides, an Athenian made me." Huh. So this was pretty. Um, it's
2: kind of self-complimentary
1: to the to the artist.
2: Yeah, in these in this replica there's an eagle and then he's holding like a little statue
1: yeah this is we'll put this online this is a picture that i found but mm-hmm. we don't know if that's exactly what the real statue looked like yeah a
2: lot of the renderings here there's all kinds of different different things
0: at the uh just as an aside at the art institute of chicago they have a miniature of the uh, abraham lincoln memorial like it's based on the same drawing. Yeah, it looks exactly like the big one. It's right. just it's just little. Huh. It's really interesting.
2: I saw an image of the uh, uh, like a it's probably four or five feet high. It was a first draft of what Mount Rushmore was going to look like. It's a little different, but similar. Interesting. So
1: how big was this? Because in these images, it looks like it's it's probably about a hundred feet high. The statue is about forty feet tall, but it's of him of Zeus sitting in a chair. So. It's still pretty big. It's like
0: the size of a big old
1: house. Yeah,
2: oh, bigger. I mean, look at look at the people. I mean, if that's forty feet, which could be, if you look at the people, it's pretty big. That that looks, might be
0: more than forty. That looks like more than forty. Feet. But I was
2: looking at the pictures of the mausoleum, and you said that was like a hundred feet tall. One hundred.
0: Uh, One hundred and forty. One hundred and forty. Okay. And there were statues on it that were probably slightly oversized, but pretty close to proportion. I would I would guess.
2: Well, if you think about it, those guys maybe they're five feet tall, so you're going to put. Yeah, so this may be in this image a little bit It could be
0: an exaggerated drawing.
1: Yeah. In front of the statue was a pool of olive oil. Um, And
0: a giant
2: bowl
1: of bread. (laughs) Gross. When you're here, you're eating out of the collective olive oil. oil. (laughs) Uh, There was a pool of olive oil there to apparently humidify and protect the statue. Uh, I guess... Sheets of um, ivory have a tendency to flake and like curl up, even because they're meant to be on a living creature. Yeah, if they're not humidified, they'll get (laughs) screwed up. Yeah, olive oil put that fire out for you. Yeah, it was apparently there to humidify and protect the statue, as well as to provide reflections on the walls and to enhance the the experience of viewing the statue. Just smells.
2: Smells like oil and ass. Do
1: do you know that the the ancient Greeks would bathe with olive oil? Yes, they... Yeah. Yeah. They would get all lubed up, and then they had a special little curved stick that they would go and slough off
0: their... Oh, that's not what you guys do? What? Everybody had acne of the entire body. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But they all smelled
1: terrible. (laughs) Yeah. In the... uh,
2: 300. She's Rachel Ray. Yeah.
0: Rachel Ray body wash.
1: In the 390s AD, the Emperor Theodosius declared cult practices to be stopped in favor of Christianity. I guess at this point, Rome kind of had more, <laughs> more influence on Greece.
2: Yeah. Happens to the best of us. Uh, and the Temple of
1: <laughs> Zeus was neglected until it was destroyed in an earthquake in 522. And then there was another one in 551.
2: So it's amazing how many of these were. So, so far it's been earthquake,
1: earthquake, earthquake, possibly didn't exist. Yep. Okay. (laughs) The ruins of the temple were eventually buried. Um, several Roman emperors tried to move the statue itself. So by the time the, the temple collapsed, the statue wasn't there anymore. Um, Several emperors tried to move the statue to Rome but failed. Uh, one attempt was thwarted when the statue supposedly laughed and a statue or a, a scaffold collapsed, freaked everybody out,
0: and they just left. <laughs> oh, did you ever see... Too um, much olive oil. Did you ever see A Christmas Carol, the, the 70s musical version? mm the Where the ghost of Christmas future is like this giant... Fucking dude in a room with like a cornucopia, and he's like, oh, ha, 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 ha. "Scrooge, you have a bright future," or whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> or is he the past? No, the future is like the fucking angel of death.
2: The, fu- the future is is showing him how bad it can get.
0: Yeah, in that movie, it's basically the Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking freaky. I guess it's the one of the past where he's like, "Remember when you were a little boy?" Ha, ba, 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 ba.
2: That's what I loved about the movie Scrooged when I was a kid. I loved yeah.
0: how terrifying
2: the Ghost of Christmas Future was. It was just like the Reaper in a robe and it had a skeleton's body but a bunch of little demons where its yeah. organs
0: would be. It's awesome. I really like 80s family movies like Gremlins. God.
2: Yeah. Scrooged is amazing.
0: That is <laughs> such a good movie. It's a lot like Groundhog Day.
2: Yep. So did I ever try to, you know, excavate, 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 and try to
0: find this statue? Is that the or? subtitle? Well, Ex- <laughs> excavate, 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 excavate. I think
1: so. We know that the statue was eventually moved to Constantinople in 395 AD, um, but not before many of its gold parts were stolen by Constantine in years Because prior. he was
2: Christian, so he wouldn't care about the statue of Zeus.
1: I guess, yeah or theft. the the statue stood in constantinople for quite a long time well maybe not i don't know uh, until it was destroyed by uh like i said earlier either an earthquake a tsunami or a fire at some point in the fifth or sixth century so
2: it just fell victim to
1: natural disaster several times yeah the uh the portrayal of zeus in this statue became the standard model for zeus and was somewhat replicated in its, his depiction on coins and other statues. So this was like the, the iconic image. So Kind of like the
0: Dante's Inferno of Greek mythology.
2: Is there an iconic depiction
0: of Dante's Inferno? No, I, what I mean is Dante's Inferno... Set the depiction of hell that everybody oh, associates now, having yeah, all I the different so. circles
2: of hell and that sort of thing. Exactly,
0: and and he also uh, what's the one? There's one about heaven that Dante wrote. Dante's ooh. There's Paradiso and Purgatorio. It's Paradiso that go along with the Inferno. Yes, Paradiso is where you get a lot of the. It's just it's less paradise. metal
1: and less popular.
0: Yeah, but the heavenly imagery, like most of what we think of as biblical imagery, comes from those poems.
2: If my understanding is that, and then a lot of the Zoroastrian text is how you get the idea of Judgment Day and the River Mm -hmm. Thames uh, or River uh, Styx, Thames.
0: London's hell, uh, River Styx comes oh, from uh, comes from Zoroastrianism and, and the Bhagavad Gita with the good and evil. Well, sure. Well, we talked about the binary of religions and so. Right. Anyway, uh, just to I,
1: I don't know uh, if this replication was more of a a comment on the artistic perfection of the statue, or just that it was the the biggest and most well known, and a lot of people knew about it. Oh, so sure. We're yeah. Use that image on other things that's all I have about that. This, I didn't really know a whole lot about this either. Um, yeah, this, this is one that we definitely know existed a lot of details about it, but, um, in this kind of in between time of the fifth and sixth century, I think things kind of fell by the wayside and history's timeline gets kind of weird. Hmm. Interesting.
2: All right. Well, we will follow this episode up with the remaining three. The remaining three. Which is what? The Pyramids of Giza.
0: Got the Pyramid of Giza. Yep. The Temple of Artemis. And the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Got it. So uh, we will be in Egypt for two of those and back in, uh, well, I guess Greece for the Temple of Artemis, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we're going to cover those, and then we're gonna do a little different two-part
2: series, and then we'll come back eventually uh, in a few weeks after that with the modern, mar- the marvels of the modern world.
0: Yeah, we'll probably, th- but hopefully we'll get it in two episodes. It might take more because we have so much more information about yeah. even the construction of those things. We have actually know a lot more about them.
2: Yeah, being that they still exist, there's a lot to a lot mm-hmm. to say, a lot more documented,
0: written record, not so much word of mouth. And sure.
2: Speaking of written record, remember to rate and review uh, on the podcast app of your cho- or platform of your choosing, and uh, to find us on social media. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Tell us all the things we have said incorrectly.
1: When our podcast is destroyed by an earthquake, <laughs> yeah, we need your written record.
2: Yeah, we're definitely gonna break at the knees <laughs> and lay on the ground for eight hundred years. So until then.
0: I want to see if we have any new reviews.
2: So until then, uh, we will see you next time talking about the rest of the marvels of the ancient world. Goodbye. Oh, oh, you have one.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> Did we ever read the thing that that Doc wrote? I don't know. Absolutely fabulous podcast. Funny and informative. Sound quality is excellent, and the topics are well chosen. The hosts have great chemistry and truly fun to listen to. The show is really a hoot. Get it question mark. That's what the show title would be as an acronym. Seriously though, great show. Stop reading my review and download an episode now. <laughs> Where was that written? That's on iTunes. Oh, nice. Is that the only one? No. Are there others? Oh. <laughs> Jason Wright wrote one and updated it. So I like when they He originally wrote, I like when they get things wrong because it lets me feel smart. Follow-up, March 2019. The show is better than ever, and I still enjoy when I get to feel smarter than them. Hell yeah! (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that in stride. (laughs) And William Mount's review we read uh, previously. Oh, okay. Thanks for everybody. We have dozens more reviews. We just don't have the time. Yeah. (laughs) I'm looking at... um Ancient History
1: Encyclopedia from the ancient.eu website. I had a page up here. Apparently there's a medieval magazine. Enjoy expertly curated content about the Middle Ages.
2: Sent to you on big metal slabs that are carved by hand. (laughs) All the recent updates
0: in medieval culture.
2: Yeah. Somebody wrote it on papyrus, but their hands are covered in feces. So enjoy that. The Marquis de Sade. (laughs) (laughs) No, just because everybody in the Middle Ages has shit on their hands. But also the Marquis de Sade. That's also true.
0: Yeah. You know how many vape magazines there are?
1: uh, There's, like, at
0: least 25 vape magazines. God. There's
1: a magazine about everything.
0: I bet there's, like, 30 acupuncture magazines. Ferret magazine. There was something I was at Lucky's the other day and saw some kind of niche thing, like, like, keto diet magazine or, like, when you when you drink cayenne pepper and lemon juice at lunch magazine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 I want that to be the name of a magazine. That's pretty funny. It's very... <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. The typeface is very small.
2: Right. All right. Well... D- did we do the outro? Was that outro okay or are we keeping going? <laughs> I think it was good. Okay, good.